And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Older Paint Podcast for Monday, October 10th. It is 2022. Uh, and uh, Monday, October 10th, 2022. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm very messed up today. And the, and the <laughs> Joe Beningo Older Paint Podcast, of course, is brought to you by, by DraftKings, our good friends at DraftKings. You're going to bet anything, anywhere. You got to do it with DraftKings. Of course, by Anita Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey, and by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget, this coming Friday night, October 14th, our next live broadcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Kim Jones will be our guest star, and uh, check us out. Mike Jones and company at the Hackensack Brewing Company. It was a Sunday of tears yesterday for me. Tears of joy in the afternoon as I watch my beloved New York football Jets beat the shit out of the hated Miami Dolphins. How sweet that was as they go to 3-2 and two on the year and announce themselves that they are a football team to be reckoned with, loaded, loaded with young freaking talent. And then at night, there was the tears of... I don't know, sorrow, pain, whatever you want, as my beloved New York Mets crapped out again as they were beaten. Beaten, I mean, it just, it was, uh, I got words I could use. Basically sleepwalked through game three as they were eliminated last night by the San Diego Padres, six to nothing, as uh, Musgrove, Joe Musgrove, as uh, Buck Showalter was checking his ears, pitched a one-hitter against the Mets in an elimination game, and they lost 6 nothing. So we'll start with the Mets. We'll get rid of the bad before we get into the good. What a disgrace. I mean, let's be honest. The Mets charm. I mean, it, it, there's no other way to say it. They basically flushed. They teased us all goddamn year. Let's be real about it. They were in first place 175 out of 180 days in a regular season. They choke away the division title. I said it all year. I was on this from day one. If they don't win the division, they have no shot to get to the World Series. Well, they didn't even have a shot to get to the National League uh, Division Series because they got wiped out in this wild card round by San Diego. And they choked. There's no other way to say it. They choked. They choked by losing two games in September to the Nationals. They choked by losing, getting swept by the Chicago Cubs at City Field. They swept by losing a bad game. Uh, to the Oakland A's as Jacob DeGrom got lit up in Oakland. They, they choked by losing uh, to the Miami Marlins the uh, final uh, week of the season, next to final week of the season, when they basically slept walk through that game. They choked by getting just destroyed by the Atlanta Braves in the series that they really had to have. As you watched Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett just completely fold under the basically playoff pressure of the Atlanta Braves. And then we watched the Mets choke against the San Diego Padres. Those same two guys, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, not getting it done with the money on the line. And the, the bats obviously just falling asleep as they got one hit yesterday, one freaking lousy hit off the bat of Pete Alonso. And they look like they basically just mailed in this elimination game yesterday and the season's over and the season's done. And how many goddamn times have we seen the Mets choke? And how many times have we seen, think about this, Mets fans, how many damn times have we seen the Mets get eliminated from the postseason at home? 
How many times have we seen this? Eliminated at home. The 2000 World Series, they lose game five to the Yankees at, at Shea Stadium. Right? Okay, right? The 2006 NLCS, National League Championship Series, they lose game seven at home to the Cardinals at Shea Stadium. The 2015 World Series, they lose game five at home at City Field to the Kansas City Royals. 2016, they lose the wild card game at home to the San Francisco Giants. And now 2022, they lose the wild card deciding game, game three of the wild card series at home to the San Diego Padres. Think about it. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. Max Scherzer spit the bit. Chris Bassett spit the bit. The hitters spit the bit. Even the manager spit the damn bit. What was that crap he was doing last night with Musgrave? They couldn't touch him. So you're going to go out there and think he's got Vaseline in his glove, on his hat, on his ears, up his ass? I mean, what the, what the hell was Showalter doing there? What a disgrace. You're a Met fan. You, you're freaking pissed off. And I'll tell you right now, I, I, I mean this. I don't want to see no goddamn banner up at City Field next year. You know, 2022 National League wild card. F that. Are you proud of that? Are you? What a disgrace. They stuck it right up our ass, the Mets, as they've done so many freaking times in the history of the franchise. And last night looked a lot for those who are you know, who have seen it all as I have. I've been there since day one in 1962. Lucky me. How much did this disaster last night remind you of game seven of the 1988 NLCS against the Dodgers, right? That was the last team that won 100 games uh, with the Mets. And it ended pretty much the same as this team did, except that was in the championship series. This was in a stupid wild card round. And they lost that game seven in, in LA to the Dodgers, not at home. Still, how ridiculous, how freaking ridiculous. It's exactly that game as we will never forget it. I'll never forget watching that game at a bar, okay? I'll never forget with, with uh, one of my good good buddies. At the time, he was one of my good buddies, John Primavera, okay? Because that's what, right, exactly. We're sitting at a bar. I don't know where we were, in uh, East Orange, West Orange, wherever the hell we were, you know, in uh, Union, New Jersey, watching game seven of that NLCS in 88 and watching Oral Hershiser just mulled down one freaking Met after another. Watching the Mets give up seven runs in the first two innings between Ron Darling and Doc Gooden giving up seven runs in the first inning. Keith Hernandez, Keith Hernandez making a huge error at first base and then watching just inning after inning, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three going down against Hershiser. Last night was basically the same thing. Chris Bassett spits the bit early, gives up that base hit to Aaron Nola's brother, the catcher, whatever the hell his name is, right? On an 0-2 pitch, a seeing-eye single to left field, and either the game was over right then when they were down 2 nothing. let's be honest. And then watching Musgrave just mow down Met after Met after Met. And there's nothing you can do about it. And they lose 6 nothing. What a freaking disgrace. You're a Met fan today. I, th- there's nothing you can say. There's no excuse. I don't want to hear about the culture change. 
I don't want to hear about 101 wins. I don't want to hear about any of it. This season turned out to be an utter failure. That's it. An utter freaking failure. And how about the fact, all right, how about the fact, if you're a Mets fan, that now we got to see the Mets are done, right? The Mets are done in the playoffs. The Phillies and the Braves and the Yankees are all still playing. You feel good about that, Mets fans? How's that? Does that warm your heart? Are you excited to watch the Yankees play the Cleveland Guardians on Tuesday in the American League Division Series? Are you pumped about that? Are you excited to watch the Phillies and the Braves play in the National League Division Series? Are you? Thank God for the Jets. I never thought I'd say thank God for the Jets, but thank God. What a goddamn disgrace. And now what's this team going to look like next year? I got to take some coffee because I'm like, you know, I need my, you know, Maxwell House good to the last drop here. I really do. Maxwell, by the way, this is the Colombian. So if you're going to get Maxwell, this should be one of my sponsors. If you're going to get Maxwell House, go. you know, I know they got the house blend. They got the breakfast blend. You know, they got the French roast, you know, all of that. You got to go with the 100% Colombian, like Juan Valdez. You know what I mean? Like Colombia, you know, like smoke a little joint and all of that. So I, go that route. <laughs> go go that route, okay? Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke one up right now. Here we go. No, I'm actually drinking the coffee. The other thing we'll do later. But with that said, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm telling you, seriously, I am so damn pissed off today with this franchise. They've done it to us again, Mets fans. How many times have they stuck it up our ass and they did it again? And now what's this team going to look like next year with all these free agents? You know, I was actually, I was actually against, you know, I, I had no problem if Jacob DeGrom had to, was going to leave. But you know what? Say whatever you want about Jake. I've had my issues with Jake. You know, I don't think he wants to be here. You know, we could, you know, whatever you want to say, okay? It looks like he wants out. He couldn't wait to say he wanted to opt out before the season. You know, what he did crapping out the second half of the year last year. And as the Mets, you know, collapsed and, and blew it again last year after being in first place for basically half the season. What a surprise. But I think you got to bring DeGrom back now. Because of, of the three big pitches that the Mets had, Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett, let's be real. In the game he pitched against Atlanta and in the game he pitched against San Diego, the only game they won in that series, DeGrom actually pitched pretty good. Now, he's a, was he the same dominant guy he was when he was winning Cy Youngs in 18 and 19? I don't think so. But still, six innings against Atlanta. God forbid he pitches more, six, more than six innings, but six innings against Atlanta. He gave up three solo home runs, and they were only down 3-1 in that game going into the seventh inning. Game two against San Diego that they actually wound up winning, he gutted out six innings, allowed only two runs, and, you know, and the Mets went on to win the game. So maybe you got to bring DeGrom back now because Scherzer looks like he is he is breaking down before our eyes at 38 years old after those two just absolutely disgraceful starts, disgraceful starts against Atlanta and San Diego. Chris Bassett looked like he, he was just overwhelmed by the moment. How about that little press conference Bassett had before game five or whatever, uh, excuse me, game three of the San Diego series, talking about, you know, how it is in New York, and New York's a gauntlet every day, and you got to learn how to do de- Really? That sounded like a guy that was scared shitless of, of the moment here in New York, doesn't it? Didn't it? It did to me. And God, did he fold like a cheap suit in Atlanta and last night against the Padres. Couldn't go more than four innings in either game. And he's a free agent. So is he coming back? 
Taquan Walker's a free agent. He's coming back. Carrasco's a free agent. Edwin Diaz is a free agent. They actually got two runs off him last night. It didn't really matter. The game was over already. But you got to basically bring Edwin Diaz back, don't you? How about Brandon Nimmo? He's a free agent. You're going to let him walk? I think you got to bring him back too. He's a homegrown Met. And I think now you got to bring DeGrom back. I really do because what's the state of the pitching staff? I don't think he's worth $40 million a year, and I'm not giving him a long-term deal. But I think I think Steve Cohen's got to bring DeGrom back now. And God knows they got to do something about this lineup because this lineup's just not good enough. You know? Let's be real. If Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor don't hit, they basically don't score. They got to do something. They really do. The DH, the DH position killed them this year. They got nothing when, out of J.D. Davis and Dom Smith early. They got very little out of Daniel Vogel back. They got absolutely nothing out of Darren Ruff, who I still can't believe was actually on the postseason roster. I mean, I, that made no sense. So what is this team going to look like next year? I don't know. Who knows? There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be out of here that, that were a key factors on this team this year. Is Francisco Alvarez the starting catcher next year? I think he probably has to be. Is, is Nieto, uh, not Nieto, but uh, Vientos coming back? Mark Vientos, is he going to be a key guy in this team next year? Is he? I don't know. You know, we'll see. But, I mean, the young guys, how about bad Brett Beatty? I mean, is he going to be a guy on this team next year? I don't know. This team's got some serious, serious issues right now going into the offseason with all the guys in free agency and with the absolute disaster, disgraceful way this season ended. So, basically, Met fans flushed that 101 wins right down the goddamn toilet because the season ends in an absolute whimper as they get danced on by the San Diego Padres in a three-game, two-out-of-three win for the Padres in this playoff series. And I was scared about the uh, – you knew going in. I said it. I said it over and over again. If they don't win the division, they're never getting to the World Series. They didn't even get to the National League Division Series. What an unbelievable, unbelievable – unbelievable failure because that's the only way I can say it this season turned out to be and I don't want to see no goddamn banner up there next year saying we were the wild card team in 2022 the only thing that should be up there are the pennants the 69 championship the 73 national league championship the 86 championship the 2000 and 2015 pennants that's it I don't want to see no more damn wild card crap up there and another playoff elimination at home by our New York Mets. Thank you. Thank you, Mets, again. The one thing we have going for us is I think we actually have a real owner who wants to win and is going to spend money. That's the one saving grace of this massively disappointing season, as it turned out. All right, Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. I'm sipping my Maxwell House. Good to the last drop. Let me see if we can get them as a sponsor. All right, let's get my sponsors in here. DraftKings, of course. You're going to do any bet. What a great day in the NFL yesterday. How about football in New York? And we'll get to that. The unbelievable win by the Giants in London and early against the Packers and the beatdown by the Jets. Oh, like, oh, my God, was it great sticking it up the ass of the Dolphins. <laughs> oh! And I love you, JJ, but is, is this a five-win team? You want to bet the under five and a half? Huh? How about it? We'll get to that. But if you want to bet, okay, DraftKings, all right, is the way to go. 
Big NFL weekend coming. Every It's always a big NFL weekend. Big game tonight, Monday night game, Chiefs-Raiders. One of the great rivalries of all time, going back to the old AFL days. How good was that? Should be good. Looking forward to that game tonight. Really good game on, on Monday night football. You want to bet that. Uh, you want to go forward and, you know, next weekend, some of the big games. The Jets will be playing the Packers next week. A huge game in Green Bay. Oh, man, I'm pumped for that. Oh, how pumped are you? You got that big Chief-Bills game next week. How about that? Buffalo in Kansas City to play the Chiefs in the rematch of last year's epic divisional playoff game between what I think are the two best teams in the NFL in all due respect to the undefeated 5-0 and uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So DraftKings is the way to go. You want to bet the NFL. You want to bet the basketball hockey because that's all beginning soon. Hockey starts this week. The Rangers tomorrow night against the hated Tampa Bay Lightning at the Garden. You want to start betting, uh, betting uh, hockey, whatever. DraftKings is the way to go. Go, go, my good buddies, and we thank them so much for being with us again this year. Of course, they needed discount time. My son Johnny happy. His Saints won. They beat the beat the Seahawks yesterday, 39-32. So he's pumped up as they go to two and three on a year. Uh, but you want anything done with your car, anything for tires, you got to check out a needed discount tire in Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them Beningo sent you. See Johnny, see Ari. Go get them. Even Aries pumped up about his four and one Cowboys. How about that? Led by Cooper Rush. What is what is Dallas going to do? They don't lose with this kid. Are you really going to put Dak Prescott? Is Dak Prescott really going to come back and be the quarterback when he's healthy? You're putting this kid on a bench. Wow, what a dilemma in Dallas. But go. That's Aries' team. Ari, I hope you're happy. Go check out Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Johnny Ari, tell him I sent you. And of course. My buddies at the Hackensack Brewing Company, Mike Jones, his Raiders, a big game tonight, as I mentioned, against Kansas City, uh, uh, TJ, Herb, Andre, everybody over there. Go check out Friday night on next live podcast about 7, 730. The great Kim Jones will be with us. Should be great. We'll have the Yankee game on. They'll be playing. No Met game, unfortunately, guys. So all my Met fans, Joey and Clark, Joey Jett, Kenny, uh, although Kenny, uh, uh, Scarbaggio is actually going to the to the uh, Jet game in Green Bay, so I don't know if he'll be there Friday, but it'll be uh, no Met game, so we're all good, okay, unfortunately. But check us out Friday, the Hackensack Brewing Company with Kim Jones as our special guest on Next Live Podcast, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4, Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, Right behind the Tombstone, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. We got a nice little tombstone for our Mets. Rest in peace, 2022 New York Mets. That's the new tombstone that's going to be there. We will see you. We will see you Friday about 7 o'clock. The Hackensack Brewing Company, our next live podcast. All right, the Jets. All right, memo. Memo to all these people, to all, all the 30,000 Dolphin fans that were there yesterday. JJ, my good buddy JJ, who said the Jets, the over-under was five and a half. Take the under. JJ, is this a five-win team? Let me ask you a question. Is this a five-win team? Let me know, all right? And I understand Tua didn't play yesterday, and I understand Tyreek was a little banged up, and Waddle was a little banged up, and Xavier Howard wasn't there, and Sauce Gardner, oh, my God. I I was crying yesterday watching the young talent I have on my football team. I can't believe it. Sauce Gardner coming off the edge after Braden Mann pins the Dolphins down on the first series of the game on about the two-yard line. Here comes Sauce, untouched off the end. Up the edge, right into freaking Teddy Bridgewater's bread basket. Teddy 
and Teddy's forced to uh, intentionally ground the football for his safety, and Teddy's done for the day. Sauce takes care of that. And in comes Skylar Thompson. And I was a little worried about it at the time. I mean, I, you know, because I, I, that bothers me when the dynamic changes a little bit with a backup quarterback you never saw before. And he had his moments. And the Dolphins had their moments. But this was not, this was the Jets' day. Look at all the young talent we have. Oh, my God. Oh. The quarterback. Okay, we'll start with Zach. Not a spectacular day. But no turnovers. He did get sacked a couple times. Had that one sack when he ran back about 20 yards and got sacked. But still, okay, didn't turn. No turnovers. How about the fact that Jets yesterday, no offensive holding penalties. Can you believe it? When was the last time the Jets had a game where they had zero holding penalties? And with a makeshift line. How about the game Dwayne Brown had yesterday? First game he ever played for the Jets. He was uninjured. He was phenomenal at left tackle. The amazing Elijah Vera Tucker has played three different positions in the last three games. A guard, left guard, left tackle, and yesterday plays right tackle, and he looks like a pro bowler. You know, maybe this is the line now. Brown and and Vera Tucker at the tackles, Tomlinson and this guy Herbig they got from the Eagles at guard, and McGovern at center. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How about Brees Hall yesterday? How good is this guy? The Jets have... And I'm telling you, I have, I've been, you know me, I've been here since 1965 watching this team in, in the pain. I have never seen the young talent, the amount of young talent, both sides of the ball, that this football team has now. How about these two running backs, Brees Hall and, and, and uh, Michael Carter? I mean, they're like a young Matt Snell and, and Emerson Boozer, right? I mean, we've had some really good running back tandems, you know, Curtis Martin and Lamont Jordan, right? We had Thomas Green, uh, Thomas Jones and, and Sean Green, right? We had really, you know, pretty good. But never the young talent like these guys. One's a rookie, one's in his second year. How good was Brees Hall yesterday? He looked like Roger Craig. Oh, my God. Two catches for 100 yards, that 179-yard catch and run that set up the first touchdown and put the Jets head 12-0, Michael Carter taking it in. And then the one later on in the game for about 21 yards, again, right down to the one. He just barely couldn't get in. And the Jets scored the touchdown there eventually as well. I think Carter got that one too. Unbelievable. Dragon, looking like Mark Bavaro at the end of that 79-yard run haul, uh, catch and run haul, just dragging tacklers to the one. Two catches for 100 yards for Brees, and he rushed for 97 yards and a touchdown. What? Michael Carter with two rushing touchdowns. How about that? How about the receivers we got now? Garrett Wilson, he was pretty quiet yesterday. They didn't do a lot. It was mostly, it was the Brees Hall show, really, offensively. But Garrett Wilson had a couple big catches in this game for first down. Corey Davis had a big first down catch in this game as well. I mean, you know, Tyler Conklin, he actually got a tight end that can catch the ball when he doesn't fumble now. I mean, you really do. And Elijah Moore is almost like an afterthought now in this offense. That's how good they are. Oh, my God. And really, outside of the three Two of the three bogus pass interference calls, one early in the game on Sauce Gardner against Tyreek, one late in the game on Michael Carter. By the way, how good is Michael Carter in that secondary as well, only in his second year out of Duke? You know, the one Michael Carter out of Carolina, the running back, the other defensive back out of Duke. Oh, my God. You kidding me? Just tremendous. Now you got to be – but that, that one bo- – that bo- so outside of three pretty much bogus pass interference calls against the Jets yesterday, they really had no penalties at all. Pretty much none. Maybe one false start. That was about it. Wow. What's going on here? 
And the way this game, when this was a close game, I mean, it was 19-7, and they allowed the Dolphins to go right down the field right before halftime to, to make it a 19-14 game. That crazy call where, you know, the quarterback looked like he couldn't hear the signal, and then they get the tight end to come under center, and he goes in for the touchdown. Pretty good play call by Mike McDaniel. Doesn't he look like a freaking nerd on the sideline, that guy? McDaniel? Looks like he should be like a college professor, not a head coach in the NFL. But anyway... It's nice sticking it up his rear end, too. Welcome to the Dolphin Jet rivalry, Mike. But, I mean, I'm unbelievable. So it's 19-14. And I remember Miami gets the ball to start the second half. They get a field goal to make it 19-17. And you're sweating it out. Really, at this point, let's be real. We're sweating it out. We can't blow this game. You know, we got to win this game. We got we to end this snide. These 12 straight losses in our division have to end today. Today at home. All right? Right now. We got to stake our claim that we are a real freaking football team, a team to be reckoned with, a team that clearly can win nine or more games this year, maybe even a playoff contender in an extremely mediocre National Football League. 1917, Miami's lining up for about a 54-yard field goal, and here's where the game changes. They missed the field goal. It's not even close. Jets keep the lead at 1917. By the way, this is the first game in, I believe, four years that the Jets led the entire way. Think about that. They were not behind in this game once, starting with the tone-setting safety uh, uh, at the hands of Source Gardner. And he also had his first career interception on a terrific play to actually uh, John Franklin Myers, and what a game he had yesterday, knocking the ball at just as Thompson was about to throw it. Franklin Myers hits his arm, and Source comes up with his first interception of his career, and it led to a Jet touchdown. Unbelievable. But the game turned after the missed field goal, the Jets go down the field. They score a touchdown to take the lead, uh, to extend the lead to 26 uh, to um, 17 at that point and never look back and then just beat the crap out of Miami in the fourth quarter. Just killed them on their way to a 40-17 win. Oh, my God. How great was the defensive line yesterday? John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, welcome to the Jets. Seven quarterback hits yesterday by Lawson and that fumble strip sack of Thompson that was recovered, recovered by Quinn and Williams, who tries to rumble his way into the end zone. And how about where has he basically just flattens Tyreek Hill as he's running the football? He gives Tyreek, who's about 150 pounds lighter than Quinn is, and he basically just knocks him down like a rag doll on the ground. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> and that leads, of course, to the, the final touchdown. I believe Brees got the last touchdown, deservedly so, after the game he had. On their way to a four. No, the last touchdown actually was the reverse by Berrios, right? That 15-yard reverse that Braxton Berrios runs in for a touchdown. Five rushing touchdowns for the Jets yesterday. How about that? Two by Michael Carter, one by Zach Wilson, one by Brees Hall, one by Braxton Berrios. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And the young talent we have on this team, I'm salivating, man. Everybody that said this team is a five-win team, really? Really? JJ, five-win team? Brian Costello, oh, they're going to beat the Ravens opening day and lose their next eight in a row. Oh, really? Oh, keep picking them to lose. Make sure you pick them to get killed by the, by the overrated Packers this week in Green Bay, okay? They look good yesterday in losing that game to the Giants in London, huh? You think maybe Aaron Rodgers wishes he had the offensive firepower that the Jets have? You think? That could be said about a lot of teams. Unbelievable. I, I'm just, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I, I have never seen the kind of offensive and defense. Both sides of the ball, the young stars that we got on this team. 
Oh, my God. And if Zach Wilson's the real deal, and so far, the two games he's played, the Jets are 2-0, by the way, okay? If he's the real deal, forget it. Zach Wilson, Brees, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Elijah Vera Tucker, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Source Gardner, Michael Carter in the secondary, Carl Lawson, Quinn and Williams. I, I, I can't take it. I, I'm going nuts. I'm going nuts. And I have killed Joe Douglas about the Mackay Becton in the first draft with Becton, Mims, Ashton Davis. Oh, my God. These last two drafts. I mean, this team is loaded with young talent. And the only thing that can stop them now, the only thing in my mind, is the coaching. I'm just a little concerned yet about the coaching, but they're freaking playing. They're playing. Salah's got them playing. Maybe I've been 100% wrong about Salah. I want to be. But I am pumped up about my Jets. Three and two. Green Bay next week. I'm telling you right now, this team, I'm going to say it, split the next two games. You want to win every game. Split the next two games in Green Bay and against the terrible Denver Broncos. And be four and three and get ready to cash in the chips against Belichick and the Patriots week eight at MetLife. You know, Robert Sala talks about the receipts, and we're going to extend our time here a little bit today, so get ready. Robert Sala talks about receipts, okay? But I think he was talking about, you know, guys like me who've been ripping the team because they've been shit for, you know, basically 60 years, okay, 50-something years, or the writers who are all saying they're not any good. No, the receipts are the teams that have killed us for years, and now we're getting our payback. We got a big one yesterday against the Dolphins. In a couple weeks, I want one against Belichick and the freaking Patriots, and there's no reason they can't beat them, and there's no reason they can't beat anybody. Maybe they can't beat Buffalo. Maybe they can't beat Kansas City. I don't know. No reason they can't beat anybody. All right, we're gonna, we got a break here a second. We'll come back with more on the uh, – all right, Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. We got a little extra time for it's like soccer. We got extra time. We don't know how much time is left, but we know we got extra time. The game's over, but we're still playing. So <laughs> we're kind of doing the same thing here. Um, just getting back to what I'm saying about my football team. Okay. Three and two. Everybody in the world would have signed for three and two. This beatdown yesterday of Dolphins was, uh, believe me, I, it's been a long time since I was as pumped up for a game as I was yesterday. I, I was pacing the floor. My wife will tell you I was so. So excited about this win. Oh, my God. You got two road games now. <clears throat> You're playing the overrated Packers in Green Bay, and they are very overrated. I mean, let's be real. I think they got one of the most overrated coaches in football in LaFleur. They got no offensive weapons anymore. Their defense is okay. You saw them blow that lead to the Giants yesterday in London. And I don't know if the Jets are going to win that game. Green Bay is not an easy place to play. But I've seen them the last three three games they played. They were lucky to beat the Bucks. They held on to beat them 14 to 12. You know, maybe if the Bucs don't, don't have an, an illegal, a full start penalty on a two-point conversion, they might have lost that game. They were lucky to beat the, Patri- the Patriots at home. Uh, Bailey Zappi, how about the patch yesterday? Belichick, 29-0 over the, over the Lions. The Lions was putting up 50, 40 points against everybody. <coughs> Bill shuts them out yesterday. Unbelievable. They were fortunate to beat Bailey Zappi and the Patriots last week. And they, they couldn't get away with it yesterday against the Giants. They couldn't get away with it. So why can't the Jets go in there and beat them next week? There's no reason the Jets, these two road games coming up now in Green Bay, in Denver, can't at least split those two. And as I said, be four and three when they play the hated Patriots in week eight at MetLife. And it's time to get some receipts, a little payback. 
And I know this is not the Patriots of Tom Brady and Gronkowski and Edelman and all Richard Seymour and Teddy Brewski and those guys. But it's time now to get payback against Bill and the Patriots. It's time. So there's no reason this team can't be at least four and three when they go into that Patriot game in week eight. And if they're sitting there at five and three at the halfway point as they go into their bye, we're sitting pretty this team. There's no reason this team can't have a winning season and can't make the playoffs in a very mediocre NFL. Let's let's tell it like it is. And before I go, <clears throat> I got to give credit to the Giants. How about the Giants? Four and one on the year. All right. What they did yesterday, that was a tremendous that really set the the Giants yesterday winning 9:30. The game started 9:30 in the morning in London, beating the Packers 27-22 in London. Kind of to me was set the tone for what was going to be an unbelievable New York sports day. Giants win early in the morning, the Jets win in the afternoon over Miami, and then setting the stage for the Mets at night. Obviously, the Mets did not comply with the two football teams. But give the Giants credit. Four and one. Daniel Jones had a terrific game yesterday. He was a little banged up, threw the ball well, ran the ball very well. Another big day for Saquon Barkley yesterday. But to me, the story of the game yesterday for the Giants was their defense against against Rodgers and company, especially with the game on the line. The big the batted down consecutive times as the, as the Packers are driving for the game-winning touchdown late in the game, or at least the game-tying touchdown at that point. They're driving down, third down and short. First, it was the rookie, Kayvon Thibodeau, that knocked the ball uh, down on an attempted pass from, from Rodgers. And then it was Xavier McKinney, the outstanding defensive back on fourth down, knocking the ball down on a Rodgers pass. And that really sealed the deal for the Giants. You got to give credit. I'll tell you what, if I, if my team, if the Jets, and we'll see what Salah, I mean, it's getting better. We got to say that. Maybe I've been wrong about him. We'll see. I hope I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if the Jets had this coaching staff of Dable and especially this defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, oh my God. And you see the difference with coaching with what the Giants are doing right now. They're playing big-time football as they sit there at 4-1 and one in what's turned out to be, right now, the best division in the NFL. The Eagles sitting there at 5-0, the only undefeated team in the league. The Cowboys at 4-1 and one after they beat the defending champion Rams yesterday and beat them good 22-10 in L.A. And the 4-1 and one Giants. How about that? Of course, that Washington team stinks as they lost yesterday to Tennessee. The game ending... They lost 21-17 to Tennessee in D.C. The game ending with the great Carson Wentz throwing an interception on the goal line to end the game. There you go. Give the Giants credit. A great day in football yesterday in New York. And for the first time, how about yesterday was the first time since 2013, 2013, that the Jets and Giants won on consecutive weeks. Think about that. Nine years. Amazing. All right. Want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Everybody have a stellar, great week. Uh, we will see you Friday. We'll do two shows Friday because we'll do the picks. We'll do the NFL picks. By the way, I had a hell of a day yesterday with the picks. How about that? How about that? Give it up for me. In my picks with JJ, I went 4-0-1 yesterday, right? I went 3-0 with my picks with Evan on my Saturday show with Evan, okay? I had I, I had the Giants. How about that? Give me credit for that. I had the beatdown of Buffalo against the terrible Pittsburgh Steelers who were on their way to a 4-13 and year. My heart's not bleeding for them, okay? Had that one called, right? Give me credit there. I said the, the Cardinals would cover at least. I, I thought they'd win the game outright against the Eagles, but they covered the number. 
no doubt, a little, little credit. And I had the beat down by the Patriots against Detroit. Hell of a day for me in the picks. Hell of a day with me, with my football team, the Jets. And it's unfortunate that the damper was put on it by the Mets. But with that said, boy, do we have something. Jet fans, we got something here. We got a football team. Let's just hope this coaching staff is as good as the talent that this team, this young talent that this team now has. Everybody, all the love.